Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one. We're live. Lunchtime Sunday Brunch Show on Dynamic Dojo. I am Rosita De Jesus, and it is January 18th, 2015, and I am joined by my co-host and brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how you doing today, bro? I'm good. You know, it's been really hot in L.A. It was cold for a while. Now it's back up in the 80s as of yesterday, and it's really hot today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my age showed this morning. I went to Starbucks. I'm, I'm still milking my coffee from Starbucks. I got about eight and about nine thirty, and uh-huh. the guy and I said that's two ten, right? And he said, "Yeah." They says, "Why?" And he starts going in. Well, I can remember when the vente was was one ninety five, and I went into it and I said, I looked at him and I said, "You know what? I remember when you could walk into a coffee shop and coffee was ten cents and refills." <laughs> and he said, "And he said, with all due respect, what year was that? Was that in the sixties, seventies?" And I was like, "Oh my God, what did I just say?" And then, of course, Jenny <laughs> walks up right behind me. <laughs> You're not old. <laughs> You're just yeah. Classic. No, I'm not old. I just, I just play one on TV. Uh, <laughs> do you yeah. know the past six weeks I've been to seven martial arts events. I'm going I know, nuts right, right? now. <laughs> I know, right? So I, That's a lot I started of... with blood, Battle for Blood in, in San Diego. Then it was the premiere of Shuni B's movie. Then it was the grand opening of, of uh, Wing Chun Temple. Then it was Wong Long Day. Then it was the Media Day at the Museum. Then it was the first little screening of, of the martial arts kid. And then last night, it was the unveiling of the Honor Wall. Yeah. How was that? That was yesterday. And I'm so bummed out that I couldn't be there. I, I really wanted to be there, but it's not like I got like money coming out of my ears. <laughs> but yeah, who was all there and how was it? Oh, well, Don Baird, uh, Frank Marquez, uh, da- David Reed and his wife, uh, Jocelyn uh, uh, Law was there, Alan Woodman, Lisa Calhoun. Uh, mm-hmm. Avery Calhoun, uh, not as big of an event as it was last year when they did mm-hmm. it, but it was it was it was pretty cool. They had food trucks there. They had uh, one that was serving Asian food and one, and uh, uh, a German truck that was serving schnitzel and 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 brats and and all this great food and mm-hmm. and 
But, you know, they're, they're getting outrageous now. Is they're, they're gourmet now. They're not t- the typical what we used to call road coaches, right? Oh, right, right, right. So I got a hot dog, fries, and a can of Coke, 14 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's like that's almost as bad as like going to you know going to a baseball or a football game where like a beer is like eight bucks. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and I'm really surprised. You know, we we've already got a caller on the line that that right I when the know. show started. Yeah, let's can, go ahead and we, take it. Yeah, let's take it. Let's go ahead and take it real quick. Um, area code eight one eight. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who are we speaking with? Good morning, everybody. This is Erin Huey from South Pasadena. Hey, Erin, how are you? Good morning, Erin. <laughs> yes. What's yes, up, and it girl? Is hot. It is hot. We're always like 10 degrees hotter over here. It's like, uh, yeah, it sounds right, 14 bucks. Yeah, you're there. You're there. Oh, my gosh. It's like raining sideways over here. <laughs> Go well, of figure. course it is. <laughs> So are you so, going to yeah. be joining us for the show? Because we've got uh, Michelle Manu that will be joining us a little bit later. And uh, and also later, before I forget, oh, my gosh, I don't, I can't believe I forget. I forgot to announce what this show is all about. So this, folks, is going to be the first simulcast broadcast with another radio show. So we're going to be broadcasting live with the Justin Harvey Show, another martial arts-themed uh, podcast show, um, in about yeah, maybe 20 minutes or so. So it's going to be fun. So after this first segment, we're going to go ahead and see if we can connect to the two stations and see what happens. So you going to join us, Aaron? Huh, huh, huh. Yeah, 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 I am because uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> I do have like an interesting uh, question. I don't know if it's within the theme of the show or not, but um, I saw something yesterday in the news that you know uh, because of uh, you know Kumu's affiliation, um, mm-hmm. you know how the different indigenous nations have autonomy, and mm-hmm. I just saw in the news yesterday that um, in the Hawaiian Islands. You know, they've always had, I forget the name of the island, but there's always been an island that's only inhabited by um, people of um, ethnic origin mm-hmm. in the area. But now they're talking about, uh, the, the Hawaiian people are talking about how to make their own sovereign tribe there. And I thought, wow, how interesting. Because, uh, and the other thing for you I was going to ask, I think this is interesting, this, you know, me and Bob being military, um, you mm-hmm. remember more than I do, Bob, about Subic Bay and uh, the military's influence when, you know, the military moved into these areas where martial arts were a real family thing. And then Westerners uh, in the military would go there and they'd bring it back and kind of commercialize it. Well, the Navy is returning to Subic Bay. And so mm-hmm. the Philippines have announced that on one hand, yay, the Navy's coming back to Subic Bay. But on the other hand, they're going, oh, my gosh, the U.S. servicemen are coming back. And uh, wow. that was a huge rub, uh, as we know, with the uh, problems that were inherent with that. So I just think it's going to be interesting again, because every time there's a huge influx like that, I think it does affect the martial arts community in some way, mm-hmm. because things have been so, again, indigenous. And now you're going to have guys going over there. And, and then with uh, Sipu Manu, uh, mm-hmm. the tribes do form their own nation, and they become autonomous, right? They're you know mm-hmm. no longer like the Cherokee and all that. They have their own thing. 
what right. influence will that have? What, what, you know, what influence will that have? That's the question I had for her because I think that's another good one. Because now yeah. it'll be more, you know. Anyway, those are my my two things that I was thinking about actually um, this past week. I was thinking about you because of your Aww. heritage and that Subic Bay is going back, mm-hmm. not initially, but the military is going back to Subic Bay. You know, I was, you know, my uh, one of my cousins used to work um, over there um, for the for the base over there. Mm-hmm. Wow, back in the '60s, early '70s, and um, yeah. when she came when she came to the states to get married, um, it was the the base was gone already, right? You know, so it's kind of like, oh, well, that's interesting. I wonder what, why, you know? I mean, what's going on, you know? Because uh, if anything, you know, it's a great gate for, you know, any military installation right there. So, but what that that would be interesting. That would be a great uh question to ask uh Kumu Michelle when uh when they come on. Um but yeah, you know, feel free to join us. You know, in fact, since you're on, you know, we might as well just consider you a special guest co-host. <laughs> why not? No, uh, no. Yeah, I, I why don't not? bring much to the table there, sister. I don't bring much to the table. <laughs> yeah, you do. But, uh, you bring in you bring in like all sorts of cool comments, you bring in your thoughts, and that's all we ask of a special guest co-host. <laughs> and that reminds Weird me. Questions. Yeah. What's that? Um and oh, that yeah, reminds me. Oh, okay. Um, that reminds me, um, I forgot to uh, mention what um, our simulcast is going to be about. It's it's going to be kind of weird because, you know, me and Sifu Bob have been interviewed on other radio shows before. Um, and uh, this was actually um, kind of a brainchild of me and Harvey. We, we thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool to simulcast together? Let's see if we can figure it out. And uh, he called me about, like, half an hour later um and said hey well why don't we just do it why why don't we just do it and i went oh okay cool what do you want the show to be about he's like oh i want to interview you guys and i went wow on our own show okay (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) but you know any questions according to kuma michelle she sent me and bob an email um with uh with kind of like the the outline of all of our ideas for today's show and any questions this is open discussion it doesn't have to be all about you know interviewing me and uh, Sifu Bob it can be about anything so definitely don't forget that question Aaron and go ahead and ask Michelle about that when we bring them on so we'll be expecting them to be calling in pretty soon but with that said let's get our first segment of the show out of the way and Aaron you are joining us it'll be kind of cool so let's see Sifu Bob who do we have for Birthdays on your end. <clears throat> uh, well, I have two. I have uh, Sensei John Border from New York. His birthday is on the 20th. And Sensei Adam Marshall, one of Don Baird's students, his birthday is on the 21st of the month. Awesome. And I've got a few birthdays as well. The Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show wants to wish a happy birthday to Michelle Ralston, whose birthday is on the 18th. Uh, Sifu Aaron Birch, whose birthday is on the 20th. Um, You said Adam Marshall already, right? Um, Angela Johnson on the 21st. Sifu Jen Resnick on the 21st. Um, A member of the Snapdragons Bullwhip Enthusiast, David Wynn. His birthday is on the 24th. Also on the 24th, uh, a friend of the show, Travis Tapia. So for everyone having a birthday during the week of January 18th through the 24th, 
Have fun with this tune. I wanna, wanna wish you a happy birthday. I wanna, wanna help you celebrate. I wanna, wanna wish you lots of presents. I wanna, wanna help you eat your cake. Party, party in the island way. You'll be jamming all night through the light of day. Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine. Another year and you'll be looking fine. So have a no worries, don't you hesitate. I'm bouncing, bouncing, bouncing in my chair. Okay, happy birthday, everybody. (laughs) 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 All right, well, we are going to actually cut our first segment a little bit shorter. Normally, we've got like a whole bunch of stuff going on, but we're just going to go right in to the health news. And uh, Bob will go right into his weird news, and in a in a little bit, we're going to be joined by the Justin Harvey Show. So keep tuned in, you guys. All right, <clears throat> so let's get right into the health news. And uh, this particular health news is about treating a stiff neck. <clears throat> now, we all get stiff necks. And some martial artists, more than some, like I know a lot of BJJ practitioners that go, oh, my gosh, my neck is so sore, right? Um, But, you know, anyone can get a stiff neck, not just athletes or martial artists. I mean, you can get a stiff neck if you sleep in a weird position or if you overdo the use of your muscles in and around your neck and your shoulders and your trapezius muscles. So here's some things you can do at home to facilitate the healing process if you don't have to see a doctor for it. So number one. You want to use gentle manual traction. So applying gentle traction to the neck can often ease and elongate those tight muscles in your neck, allowing the pinched nerves or compressed blood vessels to be released. And that's a lot of times what causes the neck pain. Now, tight muscles will constrict and compress everything around them. So the idea behind using traction is to create more space and alleviate the pressure by improving the blood supply to the neck muscles and the tendons and the ligaments of that area. So, simple way to do this, and uh, this is what my neurologist uh, had suggested to me as well. You want to lie on your back and place a folded towel. You want to fold it lengthwise. A uh, folded towel under the occipital lobe of your head. That's the, that's the rear part of your skull that rounds out away from your neck. So, it kind of forms like a hook, right? Now, have a friend gently pull the towel straight toward them, not up, but, but straight toward them. What you want is your occipital uh, occipital part of your skull to kind of hook that towel and uh, kind of act like uh, like a hook to, to allow your neck to elongate, right? And you want your friend to hold that position for at least three minutes. And you want to repeat this about two or three times a day until you feel some relief. Um, a second way of... Uh, combating neck pain is hydrotherapy. Soaking in Epsom salt can be very helpful for the release of the muscle aches and pain. And it's not just for your feet, folks. You can you can use this in a full bath. So um, now the actual name of Epsom salt is magnesium sulfate. I don't know why that's on my notes. <laughs> I don't know why. But 
<laughs> among magnesium, oh, this is why, among magnesium's many functions is, is that re- it reduces the rate at which calcium binds after a muscle contracts as it competes for the same binding sites as calcium, which contracts the muscle. So it just helps relax everything and make everything go, ah. And um, and it's simple to do. You can buy Epsom salts at any uh, drugstore or uh, or grocery store, and it'll be great. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I had to, like, stop for a second and then think to myself, who's rolling their garbage can across the across the sidewalk. It's not. It's hailing outside. Anyway, <laughs> so the way to do the Epsom salt bath is you want to put two cups of Epsom salt to a, a warm bath full of water, not too hot. And you want to soak your neck in the bath for about 15 to 20 minutes, allowing the magnesium to be absorbed through your skin. So it's kind of like a full body dot gel treatment. So go check it out. Okay, last but not least, there's, a, there's an acupressure point for a stiff neck. Okay, and this point is called the Luodun, and it's uh, the name of a pressure point that's specifically for the head and neck. And the way to find this is um, you want to you want to find the first two knuckles on your hand, the first two knuckles that you would normally punch with, right? And uh, it's between the knuckles and a little bit up towards your wrist, so about a finger's width away from the middle of those two knuckles toward the back of your hand and you want to use the hand that's opposite of the side of the neck that is the worst so if your neck is the worst pain on the left side which is always my case you would use a little done point on the right hand and you want to just massage it in gentle circles as you gently circle your neck and stretch it out and in a few minutes you should find a little bit of relief so anyway, those are just some things that you can do for a stiff neck. So go check it out. Now remember, if it's a really bad stiff neck or if you're getting it uh, after a particular illness or whatever, do see a doctor because a, a really bad stiff neck during an illness could be a possible sign of meningitis. So, you know, make sure that uh, that you get it checked out if it's pretty bad. All right, well, let's move on to our weird news. Here we go. Weird news. All right, what do we got for weird news there, Bob? Well, you know, it's funny. I was just reading the outline that Michelle sent us uh, about Uh the show. Uh And it it says on on there, it says, uh, what's it say? Uh, Let me find it real quick. It says, questions, open discussion, anything goes. You know how dangerous that is to say anything goes to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have to keep it clean today, though, bro. <laughs> but, but remember, your, your buddy Deb, Deb Evans says I'm only borderline inappropriate. Yeah, it's yeah. You're only borderline inappropriate. So yeah. So I guess I guess we're good for listeners that are 14 and up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But wait until they hear my weird nose. You may not think so. Oh, okay. Let's let's see what we got. Tempe, Arizona. Now, listeners, listen carefully. Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> a giant. <laughs> I may not be able to make it through the title. A okay. giant beaver is on the mend after being after getting <laughs> captured near Phoenix area late late this week. Are you serious? A giant beaver? <laughs> Leave it to Beaver. 
head. <laughs> the beaver drew the attention of joggers at, oh, and onlookers in recent weeks at oh. Tempe Town Lake <laughs> because of its more than 40-pound size. Can you imagine seeing a beaver 40 pounds? <laughs> like, I'd like to see the dam that it made. So, I mean, yeah. what, I, where was it? 40 pounds? 40 pounds I, at Tempe Town Lake. Uh, wildlife crazy. workers captured the animal with, with a net this week and took it to the Southwest Wildlife Conservation Center where the beaver will stay until it's healthy again and is released back into the wild. The animal was lethargic when it came in. Oh. Uh, one of the one of the workers said she was, or or one of the joggers said she was jogging with a friend around the lake on January seventh when she spotted the portly critter. Hmm. She 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 <laughs> called the authorities, who came out to check on the beaver, which had then had then made its back way it made its way back into the water. Wow. So I wonder what made it like be all lethargic and I wonder, <laughs> I well, wonder it was 40 what pounds. It that that must be the equivalent of being a 300 pound adult. That's I was going to say I think obesity is to be considered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how like, living in the wild with their they're not like getting fed table scraps. How did it become that obese? I don't know. Kind of makes you wonder what other, you know. St- now, what do beavers? What do beavers usually feed on? Are they veg- are they like vegan type critters? I mean, does anyone know? Are they? I think what are they're they omnivores. Eat? Yeah, I think they're okay. omnivores. They're omnivores. Okay, so it kind of makes or- me wonder what is in the lake that it's eating, or you know, or if it's got some weird like you know metabolism problem or something like. that. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. A forty-pound beaver—that's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. Because a lot of like you know uh, pygmy goats, <laughs> a lot of pygmy I, goats are are not even don't even weigh like. Well, I guess they do weigh about forty pounds, but still, you know. <laughs> well, I, I just thought that was funny when you said that's absolutely nuts. Oh my gosh! Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'll have to play this again. Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Bob. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, that's that's it for our health news and our weird news. Let's go ahead and take a really short break. And after we come back, we are going to be simulcasting with the Justin Harvey Show. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after A boy this. born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent? One in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories? One in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You know, a lot of kids in my neighborhood have really bullied me. There's these teenagers around my neighborhood who sometimes just ride around us on their bikes calling calling us swear words and like throwing stuff at us. 
he grabs my jacket just to get in line first. And he was running after me, and then he grabbed me by the hood, and I started choking. I wasn't doing anything. He called me gay because he didn't like me. Bullying is wrong because it like hurts people's feelings, and it makes you feel bad about yourself. It can make someone feel uncomfortable and scare them and make them not want to go back to school. It lowers their self-esteem. And it doesn't just always hurt on the outside. It also hurts on the inside. But do you know what I say when he's bothering me? I say, don't do that. If you don't stop, then I'll go tell the teacher. Stop. Could you please not do that anymore? Stop. Stop bullying. It is not cool. Hi folks, this is Ristita De Jesus of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. And I just want to send a shout out to a good friend of the Dynamic Dojo show, Mr. Justin Harvey. Now Justin's got two big passions in the world, and those are radio and martial arts. A student of Frank Duke's, Justin is a true student of the arts. Now Justin has cerebral palsy, but that doesn't stop him at all. In fact, If somebody says that something can't be done, Justin will just get out there and do it, no matter what. He's the host of The Justin Harvey Show and has had guests such as Cynthia Rothrock, Frank Dukes, Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr., Eric Lee, and many more. The Justin Harvey Show is syndicated on iTunes, so what are you waiting for? Go check it out. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. back. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Ristita and Robert on January 18th, broadcasting live from Seattle and Burbank, California. Well, Bob, we've got a special episode today because we are going to be broadcasting simultaneously with the Justin Harvey Show, the show that I mentioned just a little bit earlier during the break. So I'm going to get my uh, official... uh, uh announcer uh voice going on here <clears throat> all right <clears throat> and now the justin Harvey show hey how you doing justin what are you up to man hey guys how's it going hey, pretty, very good. Well. pretty good thanks for joining us so this is the very first time 
that uh, we've ever simulcasted with another radio show. So I'm glad that your uh, your control board got into us okay. And I understand that you have your co-host, Kuma Michelle Manu, with you. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey. Actually, Rosita, I wanted to say she's the permanent co-host of the Justin Harvey Show. Right on. That gets another uh that gets another round of applause right there. So here we go. Let's see if I can find my applause. <laughs> now, for our listeners out there, uh Michelle has been a, a frequent guest co host on, on our show and now a permanent co host on the Justin Harvey show. So it it'll be kinda cool <laughs> that that you'll be going back and forth between the shows there, Mar- Michelle. <laughs> It is. It's really cool because I love working with you both, and then I also love working with Justin. So, and this is kind of a really odd <laughs> combination, but I love it. And yes, Bob, anything goes. Anything goes. And we've we've uh, officially dubbed as a guest co-host for this show. Aaron Huey. Aaron Huey is joining us. So yay! It'll be it'll excellent. be fun. Excellent. Excellent. Well. Um, because this particular show is pretty much uh, pretty much going to be kind of like an interview of me and Steve Pop, I'm going to turn the mic over to Mr. Harvey, and uh, it's all you, Mr. Harvey. Go for it. Well, I'd like to say to both of you, welcome to the show. And Rosita, I watched your YouTube videos and your weapons forum. You move with such beauty and grace. I was. So impressed. Aw, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. So so how I would like to start the show, Uh, Michelle, if you would be so kind to um, read their bios, we can uh, get started with the questions. No, I agree. No, I was going to interrupt anyway, no offense, because I think it's really important for the Dynamic Dojos to get a, a, a big background on their they're hosts that give them so much and contribute to our community. So I'm going to go ahead and start with Rosita. <laughs> no, bless <Okay>. you, Rosita. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know this is very odd for you, but you, you'll you do just it fine is. being the interviewees. <laughs> it's kind of so weird. But, our, beloved, yeah. our beloved Rosita began her martial arts training in 1978, and she's been teaching martial arts to people of all ages, including people with disabilities since 1982 and one of her specialties is um in in children's classes um she holds a black belt instructor certification from several uh, different associations as well as um in karate um wung hap kyung do wushu uh eskrima uh tai chi and two different forms of tai chi and qigong qigong um other studies include aikido and uh, several others. My God, Rosita, this is a lengthy bio. You are Sorry. so experienced. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. Um, she is also, you guys know, she is the regular weekly online radio podcast uh, host and the founder of the Seattle Snapdragons Bullwhip and Traditional Target Sports, a club for enthusiasts interested in the bullwhip trick cracking blowgun slingshot and knife throwing i it's just amazing these are not common weapons um rosita is an inductee uh to the in the master's hall of fame and also serves as the 2015 executive director to the ambassadors of the master's hall of fame uh she's also the inductee to two other halls of fame 
and was awarded the Honor Award by the Martial Arts History Museum. She's a lifetime member of the Association of Women Martial Arts Instructors and an executive board member to the Pacific Association of Women Martial Arts, which is also known as PALMA. Rosita, how long have you been on the board? I know it's not just this year. Uh, no, it's been uh, since like the end of 2013. So uh, we planned last year's uh, camp. It was the first uh, first mm-hmm. camp of, of that particular new board. And uh, now we're planning this year. And uh, I think uh, I've agreed to be on one more year for next year. And uh, then we'll see what goes on from there. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And I, I it completely is. salute you for the work that you do there and with the Masters Hall of Fame. So thank you and welcome to the Justin Harvey Show, Rosita. Why, thank you. Yeah. And now I'm going to get into Bob, Mr. Anything Goes. Mr. Um, Woodchuck. Mr. Woodchuck. <laughs> Mr. Woodchuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's an old joke. Since he loved that comment, I love wood, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. So um, RC through Bob started training in 1974 um, in several different arts, and he sent me this uh, bullet point, so I did not alter it before we got on the air. Excuse me, the air. Um, Bob, what what rank are you currently? I'm a a six Dan uh, under uh, uh, Nidai Silky, Great Wolfridge, and King Shwando. Yes, okay, I see that. Um, your decades of experience here include so many different arts. Um, we've got Taekwondo, Wing Chun, uh, Okinawa Tei, uh, Kali, um, my goodness, Muay Thai, <laughs> Kali, uh, Filipino boxing, Salat, um, my goodness. And now you've also uh, competed too, so that's something we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were also inducted into the Masters Hall of Fame for a Silver Lifetime Achievement uh, induction. And you also now serve, I don't know if you have been upgraded or if you're still just the um, Assistant Vice President of Alumni Relations. I actually thought I'd put AVP, but it came out DP, and I don't know why. No, I was never upgraded. It was a mistake. Mm. Oh, no, that's okay. I thought that maybe you might be, have been upgraded to the Director of Operations of the Masters Hall of Fame. No, I've been asked to – Ristine and I have both stepped into that uh, – have been asked to step into that role starting this year, uh, sort of shadowing the current uh, Director of Operations. Well, it uh, sounds and great, and, and you two worked so hard. So, yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful. So I know we're going to have uh, several questions about your training as well and your progression of, um, you know, martial arts throughout your life. And so I guess that's my first question to both of you. Um, what has been your progression? Why did you um, decide to learn more um, than your original art? Hmm. You want to go first, Bob? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, okay. you know, almost every kid in existence, now, I was 10, so we're going back 40 years. Uh, they start in Taekwondo, because, but at that point, there was not that many schools out there. There was only one in Burbank, and that, that was oh, wow. the first one I wow. started with. <clears throat> and then uh, my father and I had opened up a, a business in Simi Valley, California, and 
down the street a little bit was a uh, sort of a, a Porsche supply store at the time. It was like a, a parts type store. And I met the guy mm-hmm. and I talked to him and, and he was studying under uh, Seafood George Merzanowski, which was uh, an instructor in Okinawan Tay and uh, Wing Chun at the time. Studied with D- Gordon DeVersola and uh, Hawkins Chung in Los Angeles. And so I started with him for, for several years. And I followed his progression because he, he, he went from Wing Chun to Okinawan Tay to Eskrima under Steve Grody, which was one of uh, Dan and Santos uh, instructors at the time. Not Dan, he was certified by Dan to teach. Uh, and that was my progression. That's why. And I, I, I stuck to the wing, wing chun. Even though I hadn't practiced it in several years because of injuries and, and, and so forth. I loved the close range combat. I loved the, the trapping, the, the hands on. Now it was funny. Several, not several really rusty. We, we, uh, we're in 29 Palms three years ago, and uh-huh. we, Rusty and I decided out of, out of the blue to touch hands because she does Tai Chi pushing hands, and of course I did Wing Chun Chi South. And uh-huh. it was the most enlightening experience at the time because uh-huh. we, we flowed so well together, went from uh, Tai Chi. Now, I did Tai Chi pushing hands once, one time. And we just flowed. Then we'd switch it to cheese style. Then I'd switch it to lop style. And we never skipped the beat. It was it was a really good experience. Oh, yeah, wow. it, almost like, uh, it almost felt like we had pre-planned it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, well, yeah, wait a minute. It's it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty fun. That's great. Wow. Your turn, Rusty. I, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say more, Bob. I'm sorry. Well, no, that was gosh, a- gosh, it's like, you know, my progression is based on, you know, following stuff from an art that I was currently studying. So I guess I'll start from the the beginning. So 1978, there weren't very many <laughs> martial arts schools in yeah. our area. There were the 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 only two that were very prevalent <clears throat> were uh, Choi Le Fat School and a Hangar School in Chinatown. And uh, my parents initially were had, had initially thought about uh, taking us there, but they wanted something a little bit closer. And it just turned out that one summer, my mom found out that um, a karate class was being started at a community center, which was only like a couple blocks down the road from our house. And it was free because uh, my sensei at the time had a grant from the city to start this class. So my mom goes... My mom asked us, me and my sister, if we wanted to take karate, and you know, there was it was no there was no skipping a beat as far as you know my decision because I was always uh, motivated by the old kung fu TV series. I wanted to be quite Chang Kane. I wanted to I wanted to know kung fu, and you know, back then I didn't know the difference between kung fu and karate. You know, I just knew that they were martial arts, so I said yes, and my sister said yes, and. We started taking the karate class, and that first day, I was hooked. And uh, for the mm-hmm. next you know, few years, up until I got my black belt, I was hungry, hungry, hungry for knowledge. I checked out every martial arts book in the library, even took a bus downtown to check out all their books about martial arts because I wanted to know as much as I could about martial arts in general as opposed to just karate, right? 
Uh, mm-hmm. And it was it became an obsession. Like every day, I'd be practicing before school, after school, and then go to class and be the first one there and the last one out. And it was it was really cool. Um, the now I forgot what year it was. I think it was like 1991. I had already been teaching karate since 1982. Um, I got to this point in my training where I thought, you know, I really like to explore just a little more, you know, in 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 my training and self defense. Right? Nothing against you know my style of karate at the time, but Tokukan. It's still a it's still a very effective fighting method. But me personally, I was looking for something a little more gritty, you know, dirty, mm-hmm. dirty fighting kind of thing. Right? Um, and um, I found Kajukenbo. I literally mm-hmm. this is kind of a this is kind of a weird story, but I'll go ahead and get into it really briefly. I was reading Black Belt magazine and I and I read about a local instructor here in Washington that taught Kajikenbo and um there were pictures of him doing a drill using knees and elbows and I thought, Oh my goodness, knees and elbows, close range fighting. Mm-hmm. And you know, and uh this article described, you know, the, the benefits of learning um close combat as opposed to only like punching or kicking combat. And I was drawn to it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to I need to find this man. And this was uh, now Professor, his title is now Professor uh, Terry Faircloth. And I thought, I have to find this man. Well, anyway, not not even like a week after that, um, a new manager came to train at the Shakey's Pizza Parlor that I was already managing. And uh, that that m- new manager is now my business partner. Um, and I found out she did martial wow. arts. And I, and I said, well, who do you study with? And she goes, oh, I do Kajikembo. I I learned under Sifu Terry Faircloth in in Federal Way. And I went, no way! I've always I've heard about that guy, and I wanted to meet him. So you know, a week later, she brought me out there, and I met him. And he asked me, you know, what I knew, and I said, uh, not much. And uh, then he saw me, you know, working out on the floor for my first class, and he pulled me over, and he said, okay, what what have you done? What you know? Be upfront here. What have you done? And I'm like, well, I'm a second degree black belt in Potokukon karate. He's like, oh, see, that's what I thought. You could have just said so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, well the body cost, Rosita. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, I told him that I didn't want to, you know, come across as, you know, you know, like, oh, this is what I know, right? And he goes, oh, good, good. Yeah. That that attitude will get you far. Um, and then from there, I was introduced to the Filipino martial arts, namely Dose Pares, because uh, Sifu Aldacascos, our one hop kendo uh, grandmaster, had brought uh, Grandmaster Kakoi Kenyete to the school. And I fell in love with stick fighting. I thought, you know what? You know, as a Filipino, I've been doing Japanese and, mm-hmm. and a mixed martial art for a while. I think it's time to go back to my roots, um, especially mm-hmm. since my great especially since my great-grandfather was uh, Santiago Toledo of the Toledo uh, style of Escrima. So I said, I should, I should try this, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the stick and the knife and the, and the spear and the double stick and the daggers, and, and I thought, this is what I want to do. And uh, that's where I met uh, Grandmaster Christopher Petrilli, and uh, both me and uh, Guru Cheryl Johnson, my business partner, we uh, both studied with uh, Kakoi Kenyete and uh, Guru Chris, made our way through there. 
And uh, then I discovered Wushu. That's another something that I wanted to do, but kind of put my put it off to the side. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one of those things where I was talking to a friend about Wushu and walking down in Chinatown, and bloop, I noticed a door that said Wushu on it. And I'm like, this wasn't here before. Mm-hmm. Went up. Went upstairs and found my Sifu. I saw her move once, and I pulled out my checkbook and said, will you teach me? Please, will you mm. teach me? Be- pretty much begged her. And, um, yeah, and then she took me uh, took me under her wing and put me under, like, a three-year intensive Wushu and Tai Chi program uh, for instructorship. And uh, that was crazy. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't suggest that to anyone unless you want to move. <laughs> You know, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, to tell you the truth, I'll, I'll, I'll say that Tai Chi and Qigong, believe it or not, had tied everything together that I've studied prior to that. It tied everything together. Oh, wow. Um, I, it's hard to explain, but through the movement, it tied everything together. And um, from there, I, I, it just renewed my, my, my desire to go out and find other martial arts. I started taking Aikido, uh, studied uh, mm-hmm. Japanese swordsmanship, studied Japanese archery, and uh, bull whip and blowgun and, you know, knife throwing and stuff like that. And I'm just still going at it. It's fun stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, Rosina. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let, me, let me jump in here. And, and this question is for you and Bob, but uh, really, I'm really interested in, like, how did you hook up with Bob and tell us the history of Dynamic Dojo? I mean, because I'm oh. interested in that story as well. Cool. Well, let's, Bob, how about how about you want to start the story about how we met? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> and you know, I'm I'm not into talking about myself that much. That's why my answers are going to be like really short sometimes. It's like that's it. I, I'm straight into the point, uh, but. Rusty actually started stalking me about four years ago. No, I'm just Oh, come on. Oh, like, we really want that. Oh, yeah, Bob. Okay. <laughs> Let's start over. Okay. Take two. Uh, no, I, I was uh, researching people in uh, 2011 to nominate into the Masters Hall of Fame. And I don't even know why I went after Rustita. I don't, not that she's not a great I person, a great either. artist. It was just, I don't know why I directed my attention to her. Uh, I went to her website, read her profile on her website for, for Seattle Wushu Center. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a good thing. So I started talking to her on Facebook. And I said, I would like to do this for you. I would like to nominate you for the Masters Hall of Fame. Are you interested and she's like, are you kidding me? I mean, like, no, she, thought it was, she actually thought it was a joke. She I thought, thought I was, it was. She mess with it. I thought it was a lot of things you say these days. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Because it's like, you know, prior to that, you know, I knew he was a friend of mine, but it was kind of like, you know, how you have friends on Facebook and you never really talk sure. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I get this email from him that, you know, Masters Hall of Fame, and I went, what? And the first thing I did was go to the Masters Hall of Fame website and see if he was for real, right? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking yeah. about? And I had, I had known about the Masters Hall of Fame already for a few years, and I thought, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding, really? 
And uh, but what I what I never even bothered to ask, though, Bob, was like, you know, out of 5000 people on your friends list, that's kind of random. I mean, where did you know, I've never asked this of you before because I just, you know, we've just been friends for so long. I never asked this. But what that was, you know, I'm a random choice. I mean, what did I post something funny that showed up on your Facebook page? What? <laughs> I, you know, I I wish I could answer that because I don't know. I don't know how I I went to your website. I don't know how I found you and found your profile and your 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 bio. Mm-hmm. It, it was meant to be. Happened. It was it was it was meant to be. So yeah, in 2011, I had inducted her into the Masters Hall of Fame. And that's where we met the 2011 Masters Hall of Fame in Anaheim at the Anaheim Hilton. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. was done in conjunction that year with the Disney Martial Arts Festival, and that's how her and I met. And then six months later, we did this big event in Twenty Nine Palms, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. USCMAS, and I invited her. So would you like to come down and teach a seminar? And she said, sure. So one of her students and her traveled all the way to 29 Palms, which is not an easy trek because you got to fly no, from Palm not. Springs. And then from Palm Springs, it's still an hour drive. Uh, yeah. We had a wonderful weekend. We had a personal tour of the largest military installation in the mm-hmm. world, and yeah. that turned out amazing. And then, yeah. uh, you guys work with each other, right? Is this the weekend where you guys worked together, Tai Chi? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is, because we well, did we, it. Uh, we did yeah, it that in, was. Uh, yeah, Master Craig Carter's backyard, up in 29 yeah, Paul. We just, yeah, we were just hanging around, and, and, and uh, Bob, I forgot what you said, something like, well, how is, it, how is this, you know, compared to that? And I said, well, here we go, right? And we were just, like, <laughs> playing around, and we went from trapping range to kicking range to punching range and he would do Wing Chun or Kali and I go oh you're going to go Kali huh okay I'll go Kali too because that's what you know that's I learned Kali Sila through Grandmaster Chris I'm like oh I'll go that way too but this is how we do it in Tai Chi oh this is how we do it in Wing Chun and da 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 you know and I had him yeah so yeah oh we had a blast it was great because we never missed a beat and we weren't neither one of us was looking I would right. I would add an, add an elbow for Gunting. Next next thing I know, next without skipping a beat, she added an elbow because That's I took awesome. it. Now, I I wanted to tell you it was really funny. You, you know, Michelle mentioned Filipino boxing, Rusty. You know mm-hmm. why I worded it Filipino boxing because I did not remember how to spell Pan and Tukan when I was writing my timeline. P a n a n t u k a n. Thank you. I did not, and of course, my spell check wouldn't pick it up. So I said, "Of course, no peanut boxing." Yeah. So that awesome. was our short history at the beginning. Then we we that was in 2012. Well, late October, early November, uh-huh. Rusty and I were talking because she was a co-host of another radio what? show on Blog Talk Radio, Modern Combat yeah. Masters. Combat Masters. And I thought, you know what? We should start our own radio show. And she just said, I think we should. Two days later, she'd already set it up, and our show was scheduled November 11th. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh, and I missed yep. a step. In two, in 2012, uh, 
she said, I'd like to come down for the Masters again. I go, okay, I've got an extra ticket. Let's go. And she mm-hmm. came down from Palma because Palma ended the mm. so Monday before the Masters, and she mm-hmm. stayed with me for a week, and we just hung out. Awesome. Mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. We really got to know each other and, and talk about the Masters and this and that and the other. And Yeah. <laughs> and you're fast friends now. That's awesome. Yeah. And Bob, yeah. I wanted to make a comment that I meant to make when I was on your show um, What's that? a couple of weeks ago. Actually, what was great, I actually thought I had hit the Beavis and Butthead channel at first. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. I got a comment too. Which one is which? Oh, <laughs> hey, let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> the Justin Harvey show. Oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, I you know what's him. funny? I, I met, I, I was in a liquor store. This was several years ago before he became huge. Oh. I actually met Mike Judge. He was he was in line in front of me. And he Are had a little, yeah, wow. little, kit, little kit car that said Beavis Wine on his license plate, right? Oh, no way. And every time I think maybe my, my language gets too offensive or anything, I just think about him because he cusses like Richard Pryor did. <laughs> in public, right? Great guy, funny guy in person. Uh and he was talking to me like I was his best friend. Uh-huh. And now he's like now he's like huge. I mean the guy is he probably doesn't come to this part of town except for to go to a, a studio. Because the guy, you know, he's wow. direct major, major movies now. He's he's just an amazing guy. Yeah, that's Very awesome. Well. Similar humor there, Bob. Similar humor. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Aaron, Aaron sent me a, a text message that said, I jumped on which one you were. You're Beavis. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew somehow I was going to end up being Butthead. Somehow, somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, but Butthead has like uh, the, when I used to watch Beavis and Butthead, Butthead had the funnier line. Right. <laughs> I am Carnulio. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. <laughs> so what do you, Rusty? What do you want to add to, to the our our short history together? Because we've only known each other for like going on, I guess, what six years now, or no, five yeah. years. Yeah, five years. Wow. Five years. And uh well the the I remember when I did stay with you for that week um for the second uh MHOF that I attended I kept asking about the Masters Hall of Fame because I thought you know wow this is a, this is a cool organization what you know why is it the way it is and you know uh you know what mm-hmm. it what it represent and this and that and the other and I said that's cool you know I'd like to stay on as a member for as long as I can because you know it's 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 rare that you know organizations you know recognize the excellence of martial artists, mm-hmm. you know, outside of like the celebrity field, right? I mean, even the backyard dojo person, you know, is recognized for their contributions to the community, um, as opposed mm-hmm. to just being, you know, a high-ranked person or being a celebrity. And um, I don't remember when. Um, I don't remember when it was, but then uh, not 
I forget, but um, Dan Heck, the CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame, called me and said, you know, we need more representatives like you. Would you like to be an ambassador? And I went, it's kind of like, you know, with Bob. Is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so I not. Said, sure. So I said, sure. And, uh, you know, and, and since Bob was already an ambassador, um, I, you know, asked Bob a lot of questions about the, the operations on how to be an ambassador, the operations of the organization as a whole. And we've just been working together um, since then to promote the Masters Hall of Fame through our radio show, through our Facebook pages and our Twitter feeds to uh, to get the word out there uh, about the organization. And, uh, and yeah, and it's, it's just it's just been a fun ride so far. It so, has been because you know Dan called me first. Oh, to ask about oh, it. Wow. Whoa! And weird. I, I said, absolutely. You know this chick's no good. Don't bother with her. He he just didn't believe me though. <laughs> well, both of you. Oh my gosh! Obviously, both of you are, in my experience, have been like amazing. You guys don't don't miss a detail, and they we do need more rep- representatives like you two. It's hard uh, to find people of your quality and work ethic and detail. It's uh, you know that though. You've met everyone already, and so we definitely need more like you. Oh, oh absolutely! Thank you. Because I see in the martial arts circle. So many of us competing against each other, worrying about what style is better or who's right. the best. When we should, when we should be, you know, preaching uh, unity in the martial arts, bringing us together. Honestly, exactly. And Absolutely. that's so true. Yeah, Dan Heck will be calling in. He just asked for the number, even though I gave it to him already. So, oh, I, I oh. you know what? I, I, you know, I've given it to him like four times. But uh, with that said, I believe I believe he's actually listening and he's on the line. Oh, let's see. let's pull no, up the I'm line. Sure and, he is. Let's pull up the line and see what happens. Area code nine five one. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? That's Dan. How you guys doing? Can you hear me okay? <laughs> hey, hear you Dan. Fine. How are you? Right on. Well, Thanks for ears, calling. My, my ears are ringing really, really burning really hard. Uh, hard so. <laughs> I figured I'd better call in and find out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we you just called in to a, our very first simultaneous broadcast with a second radio show. We're, we're broadcasting live with the Justin Harvey show. And we're me and Bob are actually being interviewed by Justin and Michelle. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Our own show. That's great. <laughs> Welcome to the Justin Harvey I, show. I, I like that. Yeah. Well, since we have you on the line, Hanchi, we were talking about the Masters Hall of Fame, and that's why your ears were burning right out of your head. And uh, <laughs> since you're since you're on, could you take a couple of minutes and tell our listeners about the uh, about the event? Sure. I want to make sure you guys can hear me. Okay. I'm driving yeah. back from uh, Chicago to Ohio, and I've, I've got you on uh, earpiece. So if oh, everything's okay, I can definitely talk to you guys. Okay. Good deal. Yeah, we can hear you. Welcome. Yeah. And, what, and you want me to tell you about the Masters Hall of Fame or this year's event? Both. It would be great. I didn't hear any of that. Both. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I listened to some of the stuff that you were talking about, uh, uh, Rusty, and, and you're, you're right on the money. Uh, you know, the Masters Hall of Fame is, is about recognizing excellence in the martial arts. It doesn't matter if you're a world champion kickboxer or 
somebody that has uh, uh, is teaching karate out of their, their home, but they do significant work in the community. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have a holistic approach to our, our uh, nomination process. We are looking for leaders, leaders in the martial arts community. Uh, and, that, and that's one of the, the caveats that makes us special. Uh, it truly is a leadership development organization, a leadership recognition organization. Uh, that, that is world recognized. So we're getting calls. I got another call this last week about uh, possibly taking the show on the road to Russia. So, oh wow! Uh, yeah, I, I get one or two of these a month, and wow. you know, I gotta I gotta be careful on what I what I commit to. Uh, right. But it it's because of our it's because of people like you, people like uh, uh, Bob and, and Michelle that our leaders in the community that go out and represent the Masters in such a uh, great way. I couldn't be more happy with the people, the alumni uh, we have. Mm-hmm. Right on. Now, so where is the event? I'm sorry? So, no, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about our June 6th event. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be real good. The, the what event? This year's event? Yeah, this year's event. Oh, this year's this year's event is it's kind of special. We're moving in a different direction. Uh, you know, we've been planning this for a while. Um, we're going to go to Hollywood this year, and, and, and that's where I kind of think that we need to be. Uh, mm-hmm. We're doing this year's event at the Roosevelt Hotel. Uh, it was the uh, location of the first Academy Award. Uh, the venue is mm-hmm. a little bit smaller than we're used to, but uh, you know, it is such an iconic place. We're right across the street from uh, Bruce Lee's star. I, Michelle and I were there when we did our initial uh, consultation there. Went to pictures there and uh, Man Chinese Theaters across the street. The museum, Martial Arts History Museum, is down the road. You know, it's just a really good location for uh, for an event of of our of our uh, magnitude. It kind of encapsulates. The uh, all parts of martial arts. We've got theater. We've got uh, the uh, movie side. Got history right down the street. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really good place. And we got uh, Very I think cool. Mike Masuda. Mike Masuda is going to be our uh, keynote speaker this year, and he was the founder of the History Museum. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we have TJ uh, Storm. He's going to be our MC this year. Very awesome. cool. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. Very I'm really looking forward to it. The, the tough yeah. thing is we're under some, because of this move, right? You know, me moving out to Ohio. Uh, basically, all of December and half of January was uh, we didn't do anything. I couldn't get anything done because I was in the middle of moving and relocating. So mm-hmm. I've got real tight timelines for this year. So we had to get our ambassadors. I talked to them all. I called everybody on the phone and sent them out emails. You guys got them. So mm-hmm. we're we're working hard to make sure that we get our inductions in. And, and the process goes forward so we can have a, a great event uh, this year at, at mm-hmm. uh, the also. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Yep. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. Awesome. Well, is there anything that you'd like to say to Rosita and Bob for their contributions individually and together as Dynamic Dojo? Well, wow, I could go on for days on that. Uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they have, you know, they they encapsulate what we're looking at. I mean, you look at what they're doing in the community. Rosita is mm-hmm. a well-respected uh, 
martial arts instructor. Bob is well-respected in the martial arts community as an instructor and as a facilitator. You know, to have them as a part of the Masters Hall of Fame team uh, is really special. I mean, this year they, they got more responsibility. Uh, and, you know, we look for people that will take that responsibility, and they definitely stepped up to the plate, and they've been doing it uh, for years. Bob, you've been an ambassador, what, for six years now? Yeah, since '09. Yeah, so you, you've been an ambassador for a long time. I think Rusty's been on board for like four years. Maybe like three. Is it, well, three. Well, you well, came I'm... four years ago. That's right. Yeah, I came four you, years you're... ago, yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, having the quality of leadership and, and the people willing to put time into something they believe in. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, none of us take salaries. We do this because we love the love what we give to the art, and we do this because, you know, it, it's special. And, uh, you know, when people realize that and, and they still do it, they come in and put the time and effort you guys put into the, the Masters Hall of Fame, you know, it, it's really special. It's special to me. It's special to the executive staff. I know uh, Michelle very, speaks highly of you as well as I do. Um, you know, I... I I couldn't be more happy with the people we have on the board. On board. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank, Thank you, Dan. Board. This is excellent Thanks, stuff, Dan. Michelle. It really is. Good. Well, it's nice to hear, you know, I think Rosita and Bob spend so much time, um, you know, just interviewing other people and exposing their story. It's nice for, you know, the listeners to really know more about Rosita and Bob and all that they do behind the scenes that people don't know about. Yeah. Both of them have a healthy ego. They really don't, you know, go out there and go, I, I, I. They really just do their thing. They don't have time. They're, they're so busy working <laughs> so hard for us that they don't have time to talk about other people or themselves, you know. And I think this is just a really great show to expose them individually yeah, and together, how they band together. Yeah. I so agree. thank you, Dan, for calling in. You know what, uh, I'm going to let you go after I say this. Uh, you know, one of the things that most people really don't understand is the level of effort it takes to put this event on. I mean, it is it is very, very, it's a complex process that we go through to make sure that, you know, we, we induct the right people. And mm-hmm. uh, it's the quality of the event uh, is our primary uh, concern. Uh that when people come to the Masters Hall of Fame, they have that warm, fuzzy feeling that they feel they're a part of something special because they are. And mm-hmm. yeah. you, know, you guys make that happen. I mean, you really do. You make that happen. We've all been to other organizations, and they're all good in their own way. But uh, I don't know of anybody that has anything bad to say about us at all. So, and it's and it's due to the people like you and and. Uh, Bob and Michelle that, that believe in what we're doing and, and, and go out there and, and do the the social media part, the the alumni part that just spreads the word and talks talk good about our organization. I tell you, when President Putin from Russia wants to be inducted in the Masters Hall of Fame, that has a significant statement to the quality of the people that we induct and the quality of leadership that's, that's in our organization. So, Whoa! Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty special. I mean, that is really special, actually. Wow. So I'm going to let you guys go through your other guests, and I'm just going to listen if that's okay. And if I uh, if I want to pitch in, I'll push one again. Okay, sounds great. Thanks okay. for calling. So, so, 
And that was Hanchi Dan Hecht, the CEO of the Masters Hall of Fame. Wow, did he say President Putin? Yes, he sure did. He sure did. Holy moly. <laughs> you, know, you know what I was going to say is that, you know, they necessarily want to, they do want to be a part of us, but they're just scared of us because we're such badasses that uh, they don't know we'll hurt them if they don't. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. That is so wild. Whoa. Are we going to Russia soon, guys? <laughs> that would be fun. Wouldn't, that would be fun, actually. I'd, I'd be so on board yeah. helping helping, uh, every, helping everyone go. plan that. See? Yeah, Justin. Yeah, see? I could, I, I could turn my wheelchair into a sled. <laughs> and then I'll bring my huskies, okay? So they can pull. There you, you. go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good because you know Bob's Bob's got the wood, so yeah. <laughs> well, Michelle said something funny. She wants to expose Rusty and I. I don't know if oh. you want that, Michelle. Oh man! Oh my God! Oh, Not man. that way. <laughs> TMI, TMI. I'll show you all right, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man. Hey, Bob, have you done the ice bucket challenge? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, Rousey did, though. So yes, did Michelle. She did. Yeah, I, I saw her. She did it. Breakfast was like it? a movie, though. It was awesome to watch it. You were just mesmerized because <laughs> it was like a mini movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have fun on my you phone. Know, you know, the stuff phones can do these days. It's it's kind of cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. really awesome. You know, it's funny. Michelle said something about our egos, Rusty. You know, I don't even even when an event now, now. Michelle and I have been to a lot of events together real recently. San Diego, Mar- uh, Martial Arts Kid, Media Day. I don't even take pictures. I don't even take pictures of myself. I don't I don't jump at the celebrities and say, let's take pictures together. I'm just not like that. Mm-hmm. If I have a, if I end up having a picture taken it's because somebody else went up to me and said, Let's take a picture together. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. I, it's not about me. I you know, it was funny. My my daughter asked. My daughter said something to me that was quite interesting. You remember, I nominated you, Liz King, uh, Don Bear, a couple of people for the Honor Society this year, mm-hmm. and I went because I wanted to support everybody. And Michael said, "Well, do you want to be inducted this year again?" I, I and I flat out turned him down. I said, "No, this is not my year." I was inducted mm-hmm. last year. I appreciated. I was nominated by Art Camacho, but. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't need a, another trophy on my wall. And my mm-hmm. daughter said, was that really true? Did you do that because mm-hmm. you're really humble about it or because you want people to think you are? No. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Well, you know, from a teenager, that's a, from a teenager, that's a, that's a valid question because that's what teenagers do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it's a good question, you know. But hey, Bob, you know, speak, speak. oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I got to get this out for Bob. Speaking yeah. of the martial arts kids, when I heard that Michelle was going to the screening, I told her I flat out told her I said, "I want to go with you, so I'm gonna hide in your suitcase so I can see my friends." 
<laughs> I wish I could have gone too. <laughs> it was good. The turnout was amazing. Yeah. Uh, everybody was there. It's funny. I was talking to Matthew Ziff, which I met up at uh, the up at Dragon Fest. He was like the star of the movie and played the mm-hmm. amazing bad guy. TJ Storm was there. We've been friends for a while. We actually went. We actually. Uh, uh, chewed the same territory for a while because he trained under Greg for 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 a while as as did I. I taught for him, but I looked at Matthew and I'm I'm telling my wife I said this kid is really a nice guy, and he just played mm-hmm. this jerk that was this bully, and it was just it was an amazing film for an independent with not a huge budget. Mm-hmm. Wow, and they filmed in 14 days, and that was very impressive to me. That is, that is. Yeah, that's a tight that schedule is. right there. It mm. is. Now, is there is there an official release date? I mean, that was the screening, but is there an official release date for the film? They were talking uh, March or April. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's that's what I heard through through some of my people. That's what I'm hearing, and I'm dying to see it actually. Me too. Me too. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to shout out about the movie because, you know, we had a lot of the guests um, of the uh, – a lot of our guests on our show was uh, based of the cast of The Martial Arts Kid. And I want my students and anyone else out there listening with an earshot to go check out the movie and, and support the movie because it's it's been a while since a movie that dealt with, like, bullying and the martial arts, mm-hmm. you know, other than The Karate Kid – has has come out. It's been a while, and you know we needed a movie that was a little newer and deals with how bullying is dealt with by by you know teens and young adults now. So you know support the movie, folks. The martial well, arts. Well, and you know what, what was a cool thing, Rusty? Is there, there was like uh, uh, a group scene with a bunch of martial artists. You know, Jamie Cashman was in it, and there was on stage. You had Don Wilson, Sidney Rothrock. Uh, uh, Jeff Smith and all mm-hmm. these martial artists, uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Wilson, and I've counted, and we had like ninety percent of the people on stage have been on our show. Mm-hmm. Wow! How cool is that? Uh, and, and that was very cool. Very. I think the only one we haven't had was uh, uh, Cynthia because we had uh, every, everybody else basically, uh, including <laughs> Carl Van Meter, T.J. Storm. And it was just a cool thing to go, I know these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, I've been saying that a lot to Michelle. That's why I said, I'm going to hide in your suitcase and I'm going to sneak in so I can see mm-hmm. Dawn and Cynthia. Because they're, they're, Dawn and Cynthia is like one of my main supporters. Because uh, i got to give a shout-out to Cynthia because she's pushing my uh, iHeartRadio campaign on her Facebook page. I mm-hmm. can get my show on iHeartRadio. So. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that one of her uh, one of her posts um, um, pushed your iHeartRadio campaign, and you know Don and and James Wilson and Cynthia, amazing people, amazing people. They're and, awesome. And believe it or not, uh, James is actually working on trying to get Don at my induction in April. That would be oh, cool. Awesome. That would be awesome. And, you know, I wish I could go down there, but, you know, there's so much traveling for me this, this year that I'm not going to be able to afford to go to your induction at the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Man, too bad it wasn't in Seattle <laughs> again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah. And, and I, I loved Seattle. When I 
when I had to leave Seattle, I was like, I don't want to come back to Little Old West Virginia. I want to stay in Seattle. Yeah. Well, There's so much to next do. time you come out, yeah, next time you come out, we'll yeah, we'll 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 make your your wheelchair a sled and we'll we'll go to Rainier, we'll go to Mount Rainier and we'll awesome. we'll do all that stuff awesome. if you ever come up here. That would be awesome. <laughs> awesome. And, and, and Rosita, I wanted to ask you, did you ever do any uh full contact um competing during your martial arts career? No, not full contact. I was primarily a tournament fighter, and the the most mm-hmm. contact I got was in semi-contact uh, mm-hmm. events in, in uh, NBL and SKIL tournaments. But I never went full contact. No. Okay. Uh, I, you, know, you know, I'm a yeah. wimp when it comes to that kind of contact. I got, <laughs> I got no, semi-contact. I mean, why, why do they call it semi-contact if you get knocked out? You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rosita, I, I doubt that you're a wimp in anything. So yeah, <laughs> wrong word. I well, I walked into that lady's roundhouse kick. I just walked right into it. My mouthpiece came flying out of my head, and next thing you know, I woke up on the floor. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on?" Awesome. <laughs> but I, I must say that anybody that knows Rusty, when you're texting her, be very careful to use punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that they don't get misread <laughs> and oh you don't get God. your ass chewed. Yeah, I forgot what that was all about, and I was like, WTF? <laughs> yeah, well, oh. I, was, I, I, I did not have a room at, at the hotel in Mass Shelf Games. I was using uh, two, two years ago in, in uh, 13, in 2013, so I was using Rusty's room. I went up to go change and shave, and all I said was, you, uh, what what did I say? You doing interviews at the Masters tonight? And she said, "Was that a question or a statement?" <laughs> and I went, "Oh crap! No, I'm just asking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if you do or not. I'm just asking you." So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one personal note that we can make on Rosita. Be very, very, uh, be a proper writer when you write to Rosita. Oh, oh, that's right. Punctuation. Because actually, what's funny, I actually fell victim uh, victim to that because me and a friend of mine who is a male friend, we were joking around, and I sent him a voice message that was intended for him, and I accidentally sent it to uh Rosita here, and she's like, what the? <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> it was like so out of context and borderline inappropriate. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let the fun begin. Bob would have had fun with that. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. what? What? <laughs> So, so I wrote Rosita him back. I said, that. "I think you did that on purpose. I think you did that on accident, buddy." He's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, so, so on behalf of myself and the Justin Harvey Show, I appreciate you not killing me. <laughs> it's all in good fun, brother. It's all in good fun. <laughs> well, we know one of uh, Rosina's pet peeves, Bob. What is a pet peeve of yours? Uh. <laughs> Oh my God! You, you just mean otherwise or martial arts? <laughs> no, just in life. Otherwise, in life. Okay. Well, I've got, I've got uh, two. I've got that really that shouldn't bother me, but they do. 
in life, when you're behind a guy or a woman in a left turn lane and the light changes and they stay behind the limit line. Oh, okay. Instead of going out into the intersection, that bugs, I, I, I become outraged because if, if they don't move, <laughs> that means I'll never make the light if it turns yellow. Right. Correct. And the <laughs> other one, and Rusty and I have done this, said this several times, if your, if your martial arts title is longer than 10 syllables, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a martial artist out there that calls himself professor, doctor, uh, Soki, uh, literally five or six titles. I'm going, I you have know, the, uh, I, I didn't know that you could be a doctor in martial arts, or is this some, for something else? You know, no, it was a, a doctorate in martial science. A, you know, what? one of those. Yeah, what? yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's online it's, actually, Rusty. There's an online um, martial arts university that uh-huh. uh, is all online, and you can earn a doctorate in martial arts studies. You, yeah. you yeah. gotta be kidding! And Dan, no, Dan no. pressed one. Dan just pressed one. Let's bring Dan back on. Dan. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you know this is a hot topic with me. You know that, right? I know. Right. I do. Oh, okay. First of all, all I want to do is see transcripts. Did they actually go to a class? And is this a fictitious university that is in the clouds someplace and is issuing degrees? Because I know a bunch of people that call themselves doctors that don't have an associate's degree, let alone a master's degree or a bachelor's degree, and they carry this title of doctor. Uh, when I've been an academic my whole life, and I'm still in school, and I'm earning a doctorate, so I uh, I probably will not use my title, a doctor title, in in my martial arts world just because I don't want to be uh, associated with uh, Pokeville doctor, sensei, <laughs> Pokey, professor.
um, just acknowledges your years in the martial arts. Um, like, for example, in Kajikembo, we've got the uh, the titles of, uh, of professor, um, which is under the title of Sijo or, you know, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, no one... No mm-hmm. one can be C. Joe unless, you know, unless you're the founder, right? So there's going to be no more C. Joe, you know, anywhere unless you are the founder of your school. But even then, you can't say you're a C. Joe and Kaji Campbell. But you can be a professor based on your years. I think you can get the professor title or you're you're actually given the professor title. You don't just get it uh, like after 30 or 40 years. I think it's 40. Um, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, mean doctor either. I mean... In a way, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain, but uh, but yeah, you make you make a good point. But I think the point that Bob was making was the 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 fact that people will string their titles together into this big long diatribe before they even say their name. You know, Dom. Right. They do so that. But they're able to do that because of uh, the consumer part is because those those titles when people say that they're a doctor and all that. When you look inside of an element, well, they know mm-hmm. they can't fool people inside the element. Like, they know that right, you and right. Bob and Michelle are going to go, ah, oh, come on, you, you stop what it's called, stop it. But yeah. if you <laughs> on a flyer and you go to a YMCA or you go to the store and you promote yourself on a website, to those who are not savvy, that sounds really big. And in our it's educational true. culture in this country, and that's where you get all of your traction. You know, yeah, and the educational true. system, because, like, you get people who, and these people drive me nuts, pet peeves, is that they'll go into a restaurant and say, well, I'm Dr. So-and-so, because they think that that's going to get them seated ahead of everybody else. Yeah, well, yeah, that's you, you right. You a doctor, you go to college, and you're Dr. Smith, because you have a doctoral degree in history, and you want hmm. people to call you doctor, but in our culture, doctor means, you know, you're a physician, Right, that's a a stumbling block because you get people who, psychologists who run around at the VA even saying, ooh, I'm Dr. So-and-so. And And they know gosh darn Shucky well that (laughs) uh, that people are viewing them as something other than they are and they don't correct them and they're totally cool with being misconstrued as a physician. And I just think that, you know, even though the martial arts is its own little by little, I don't mean little, but I mean it's its own world. People yeah. have to take advantage of the larger social matrix. That's true. Yeah, no, that's true, and that's 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 a pet peeve. You know, I know it's, and it's a modified one. And, yeah, and and well, yeah, and it is. Well, I don't, like, I don't know cares? about you guys, but I'm definitely going to earn one of those doctorates and put it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> one of my personal be- goals. So next week I will be Doctor Professor, Super Extreme, Extraordinaire, Grandmaster. Well, if you don't put world, if you don't put world class after that, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, world class, <laughs> world renowned, Joe Soke, Doctorate, Professor. <laughs> Inhale. Well, that's, yeah. that's one of my personal goals. So, <laughs> if that's one of my personal goals, I'm wondering, Rusty, what's a, what's a personal goal you have for this year? Not this not dynamic year. dojo related, not master's hall of fame related, but a personal goal that you want to accomplish or you're working towards. Well, I have two actually. The the main one I've been working on right now is 
is kind of dispelling the myth about the internal arts such as Tai Chi and Qigong and stuff like that. You know, so many oh, people think the, that... Well, huh? the, you mean the arts that are only for the elderly, right? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so I want to, you know, I'm in the process of trying to dispel that myth you know, so, um, you know, at my new studio, we're going to be offering uh, more um, in-house workshops and seminars for the community for the fighting aspects of Tai Chi uh, and the and the, the martial self-defense aspects of Tai Chi and letting people know that Tai Chi is not just for the elderly. It can be for kids. It can be for, you know, people our age, the 20-somethings, the 80-somethings, you know. It's, it's good for everyone. The only difference being is the speed that a particular style of Tai Chi practices its form. But you know, you go to China and, and learn Tai Chi, they'll put you through the ringer like you would get at any other MMA gym. Um, and then you <laughs> practice your form, and it's slow and elegant and stuff. And, you know, that's what people see. They see the slow and the elegant, and they go, oh, that looks easy. Well, that's because you're watching people that have done it for like 30 or 40 years. That's why it looks easy. And, um, you know, so that's one of my goals. The other goal is I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to look to Bob for this, is I want to continue trying to get my book started (laughs) and to get it going. I've got a chapter already. I've got two chapters and a forward. And now it's just a matter of doing what um, Grandmaster Don Baird had advised me. You know, even if it's just a paragraph a day, eventually Mm -hmm. the chapters will flesh themselves out. And uh, yeah. I hope to I hope to you know get as many chapters as possible uh, done this year. And it helps that um, all of the chapters that I want to um, to go with are already on my blog. Don't fight the Dow. Excellent. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna and the book is gonna be named the same thing. Don't fight the Dow. So we'll. Uh, so those are my two. My, yeah, my, nag- my nagging you can only go so far. Well, yeah, I can, but (laughs) But, now that I'm seeing that self-publishing is a lot easier than going through a big house, you know, a big publishing Mm -hmm. house, um, you know, it's a a little less, it's a little less daunting and a little less intimidating because, you know, I I have a friend that wrote a book and she went through a publishing house and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's doing pretty well, but it's kind of like the stuff that she had to go through and I'm like, oh, Heck no, I'm gonna self publish no. and see where it goes mm-hmm. from there. So yeah. Well, well good luck, Rusty. That's awesome. Thanks, thanks. And, and Rosita, when you have your book published and everything, I'll be happy to help you promote it. So. Thank you so much. Great. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Well, Bob, what are some of your personal goals for this year? You know, I I only really have one and this has been my personal goal every year i just want to make an impact whether my name is known or not i don't care right on. i want to make an Good. impact in the martial community that that's all i've ever wanted to do in, right in on. Some i'm way, standing up right form. now standing up and, and you get some applause that deserves a standing ovation yeah it does yeah because the martial arts community <clears throat> needs needs, you know, an impact, you know, not, you know, it, however Bob wants to make the impact, you know, I mean, it's, it's true. We, you know, we all should. It's pretty cool. That's a yeah. great goal. And he's been, 
Bob's been doing that already, so I guess you're just honing your skills, Bob, and just um, stepping it up and making it more intense. And, and you do have a great presence here in the Marshall community, and people respect you and they trust you, and and that's huge. <laughs> so, thank you. Yeah, Bob. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> and of course, my daughter thinks it's just to feed my ego. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, yeah, teenagers, I'll say this about teenagers. Teenagers are the most <laughs> realistic as far as they're, they're, they're not realistic like you are egotistical, but they tend to have like a, almost like a, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking ego for? Ego meter? Yeah, well, they have an ego meter and they tend to, to be very, you know, skeptical about someone's true um, true intentions, intentions because yeah. yeah because that's what happens when you're a teenager you're always trying to find that fit in and you're willing to lie to fit in mm-hmm. you know so yeah. you know a lot of times for some not some not all some teenagers will you know question the true you know motives you know of someone and will call out ulterior motives that they seem or, or being obvious so you know kudos Kudos to teenagers for actually looking at a realistic thing, but sometimes you know it can affect the it can affect the way that they look at the world. It kind of makes them jaded at too young of an age. <laughs> right? No, you gotta, gotta be jaded at my age. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. At our age, we can be kind of jaded, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> actually, before before I get to what I want to say, Rosita and Bob, I just want to say that. Um, I want to go back to your pet peeve about these people thinking that they can sit down whenever they want to. Well, just uh-huh. think of this. You have a piece of justice now because no matter where I go, I'm already sitting down, so I'm already ahead of them. Oh, it? nice one. <laughs> nice one. Oh, awesome. Justin, you and your wheelchair jokes. Oh, my God. But, well, <laughs> You know, he he gets to park almost wherever he wants. He right? gets priority seating on a plane. He gets That's seated right. first. That's right. You know, yeah. I thought it was a great joke, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, can, can I actually share one of my stories, one of my pet peeves with you guys? Of course. Yeah. Sure. Okay, um, me and my brother went to Walmart a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I bought something with my debit card. The lady actually made me physically stand up to sign the thing for my debit card. What? She made me. Yeah, seriously. What? So I will not roll in a Walmart. I don't <laughs> they don't hand over rolling in Walmart. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't have the little slide out thing. No, what and the still, hell? And she still made me physically stand up to sign the stupid thing. So. Oh my gosh! Someone needs to be wow. fired, or yeah, or they just need to revamp their their uh, uh, checkout things. Because like you know, almost every store I go to, at least here in Washington, they have the slide out things. You know, where it's yeah, you know yeah. chair size, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, oh my it, gosh! It's like it's like when somebody mentions the word Walmart, it's like I just want to curl on a little ball and say, no, not going, not going. <laughs> not going. I don't want to. It's woe, Mark. You can't make me. Woe, Mark. <laughs> 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 I don't want to go to woe, Mark. Oh, man. 
That's my next question for you guys, um, and this is going to be a hard one, but um, what was the hardest interview on the Dynamic Dojo for you guys? Oh, my gosh. Uh, hardest. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. <laughs> huh. I can't oh, let think me. Let, let yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> the Here we one, go. Just, the hardest one, Justin, because Rusty does this every week, and at one time she's doing it twice a week for her other show as well. Every time she's not doing the show with me, something happens. Something always gets screwed up. <laughs> every true. single time. It never fails. And sometimes it's even the guest, like when Don Wilson was on. I couldn't get a hold of him on the show because it happened to be Super Bowl Sunday. He hadn't seen the Super Bowl in 20 years, decided to watch it that day. I'm I'm texting James, going, can you get a hold of your brother, please? <laughs> He's not answering his damn phone. And then we had one, and this was another time. Rusty wasn't there. She actually came on. Uh, we had uh, Wayne Riley as my co-host that day, mm-hmm. and sure. I forgot where you were, Rusty. And the uh, guest absolutely just blew us off. We couldn't get a wow. hold of my phone. Oh, yeah. I forgot where couldn't I was get... at, but I decided to call in just to see, you know, just to say hi before I went back. To, I don't remember if it was a tournament or whatever I was at. But, yeah, I forgot who the guest was, too. But we, well, yeah, we I know, got but I wasn't going to mention any names. Yeah, we got um, blown off. And, yeah, no uh, names. No names. Bob, yeah. Bob yeah. was not... And, happy <laughs> yeah and it's like call me contact tell me tell me you're sorry apologize right. for doing this to me and he will yeah. never be on our show ever again i've seen him in yeah. public he won't even talk to me yeah wow. that's and too in bad. fact the, the friend of mine that set us up apologized uh-huh. for him oh wow I said, I said i wanted to hear it from him Phone call, yeah, uh, email, yeah. something. But that was the only yeah. time that's ever happened. Well, you know, I guess it's, uh, you know, it, uh, and that's, I guess that goes into another pet peeve is that, you know, for, you know, sometimes people, you know, uh, get so many requests to be on shows and TV and stuff that it kind of, I'm not saying that it gets to their egos, but then they figure, well, I can't make it. So, you know, whatever. Well, you know, it, it's part of the radio business too because I've had that happen with me. Like, you know, I've had certain people, you know, say, "Well, you got to pay me for me to be on your show," and I'm like, "Why? Hey, I'm endorsing you." You know? Yeah. You know, so, so I understand, yeah. but that's part of the business. You know, unfortunately, it is. It is. Yeah. Now, nobody's yeah. ever asked to be compensated for, by us, and I'm glad that's never happened to us. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. happened and, to me, so. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, we've, we've actually... Oh, go ahead, Bob. Well, I, I, either one of us, the minute somebody asks to be compensated, I tell them to go pound sand. Mm-hmm. In a nice way, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe. For the most part, people will, you know, we've had people ask to be on our show, and I'm like, what? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and I'll, I'll I'll give him the spiel. You know, we can't pay you, and you know, and you know, then I one time I forgot who it was, but they said, you know, what I I wouldn't have asked if I didn't want to, and you know, I just want to be on your show and be on air with you guys. I was like, 
oh my gosh, that's awesome. Thank you. You know, um, but I understand that celebrities have to make a living and stuff like that, you know, and, but, you know, the appearance fees of some people, like $500, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly, because one thing that I've always said, Rosita, um, these celebrities were like you and me at one time or another. They weren't, you know, born a celebrity. They just made it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and it's, I guess it's just a matter of, like, remembering where you were at, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, so that's that's another pet peeve that goes into, the, like, the egotistical yeah. people genre, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to redirect a, a definitely Bob's uh, frustrated energy into some more happy energy, so I would like to ask, <laughs> Bob... <laughs> What are some of the show highlights for you over the years? I mean, I know it's working with Rosita, but, like, oh, was there God. one show or um, several things or maybe the progression of the show that just, like, makes you feel good inside? Uh, well, uh, two come to mind. One of mm-hmm. the funniest shows that we ever did was Master Kim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was mine, too. Trust me. Yeah. That was funny as and we didn't talk to him the whole show as Matt Skin. We talked to him as Matt Page as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and great. We learned, we learned a lot about how he does it, what ideas he's come up with, that sort of thing. Uh, and and we were him and I were feeding off each other. It was amazing. The the show was <laughs> absolutely the funniest. And uh, uh, hey hey Michelle. Yes. Michelle, shut the hell up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that giggle. I, I, I know where your mind went. And that's not what I intended. No comment. We don't have to fight for your honor, Michelle. Oh, my. Oh, my. One of the most my memorable. Bob. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm corrupting the poor little innocent girl. I know. Making that impact. Uh, <laughs> making an impact. I know. Uh, one of my most memorable shows, and Rusty would probably agree because we've aired it a couple times. We've always on our anniversary shows. We've always mentioned it was our mm-hmm. very first show with Guru, uh, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Largusa. Yeah, because he mm-hmm. he passed away four days later. Oh wow! Yeah, and our first show, yeah. and I and. You know, we've had people. We've had a lot of people ask to be on the show, and we've tried to accommodate them. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, one person asked me at Dragon Fest if he could be on the show. We've never, we've just never made the connection. Uh, he wasn't my first choice, and I'm glad we had Lindsay on the show because he passed. Uh, because I was trying to get Frank Dukes my, as our first guest. He was out of the country. I tried to get K Mac from the Last Dragon, uh, but when the and you know and this is what kills me. He was a celebrity thirty years ago, mm-hmm. and I had to go. I had to go through his public uh, publicist, and they they had to say, well, what's it going to do for him? And finally, he contacts me the day before the show and says, okay, what time is your show? I said, I found another guest. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then Lindsay was on, and that is probably my most memorable, my yeah. most memorable ever, just because of the the events that happened afterwards. I was having mm-hmm. people call me and and well, how can I listen to the show? You know, Guru Lindsay's gone now, 
and it was a wow. tough time. I, I was texting Rusty. I, I, I texted her and said, I'm flipping out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she says, well, I'm in the middle of class. I'll have to get back to you. And I said, girl, Lindsay died. And she's like, what? And she yeah. stopped what she was doing. Yeah. I stood right in the middle of the training floor while everyone was practicing forms around me, and I looked at my phone and went, are you serious? You know, and so I finally had to call Bobby. Go, what are you talking about? And, yeah, I it was, you know, and it was then that we both realized that, you know, that, you know, the we'd made the right choice of having him as our first yes. guest. Yes. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Be, so, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <sighs> well, Rosita, what about you? What have been some highlights for you? The, well, you know, it's, it's not so much like there has been like that one show, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, the, uh, the master Ken show was incredibly funny. I, I almost peed myself <laughs> that, that night. Um, but we've, you know, we've also had other great guests like, um, like, uh, Guru Wes Bennett, who's incredibly funny and has his own uh, radio mm-hmm. station out in, I forget where he's at, but uh, incredibly funny. He had us in stitches. You know, we've had great guests and great um, great subjects to talk about, but it's been an ongoing uh, it's been an ongoing thing, and that's my favorite part of it. I mean, you know, we started out as being strictly talk. And then we just kind of went, you know, let's 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 change it up. Let's let's make it like more mm-hmm. us, more our personality, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's turned into a variety show as opposed to strictly interview, and uh, you know, opening it up to open discussion and uh, you mm-hmm. know, looking for great subjects to talk about as opposed to only interviewing people. I you know, that's my favorite part of the show is is the is the e- evolving of it mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make it better, trying to make it funnier, more interesting or, or, or more attractive, you know, to the whole martial arts community. Cause there's like so many martial niche martial arts shows out there. You've got like ring rust, which is like MMA or, or wrestling. I forget which, you know, and that's a very popular one, but it only deals with MMA and we want to deal with all martial arts. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's my favorite thing about the show. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Aaron, are you still on? Aaron? Y- yes, I am. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I just had it muted. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was wondering if you wanted to share a story about Rosita or your, you know, just what you think of the show, anything. You want You want to make a comment? <laughs> yeah. I, I oh, no, he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, I, I have not met very many. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't have the same kind of obviously uh, basis that you all do, but I have seldom met. Um, I think it's very ironic. In the last two years, I've met you and Michelle, um, so that's really cool. You're hands down, you put faith back in me with martial arts because you're just the nicest people I've met. But um, mm. this, uh, this last Paw camp. You know, Rusty, you've been promising me for more than a year. I'm going to make you a whip. I'm going to make you a whip. I'm going to make you a whip. Never, you just didn't get to it. So, so this I camp, finally, it. it's like the last night. It's like, oh, man, okay, come on, girlfriend. You promised me a whip. And you're like, oh, all right. So she has been halfway through one, and then she showed me how to finish it, and I'm over there finishing it. And before you know it, it wasn't that busy over there. But like in about, I think, 15 minutes, 
two-thirds of the women who were in the room were over by the whips. <laughs> and there's a group of women who are trying to dance in the middle of this big gymnasium. And, you know, one of the – I think it was Aaron Birch who had the DJ thing going on. I think yeah, that was her. yeah. And so anyway, you know, Rosita's sitting there go, okay, here's how we do it, here's how we do it. And I'm like, I can't get it to work. I can't get it to work. Well, before you know it, there's at least – Ten women in this auditorium cracking whips. I don't think I'm exaggerating <laughs> on the number. Because everybody's <laughs> there was trying more. to find a place to do it. And we're indoors, and these other women are trying to dance. And before you know it, there's nobody dancing in this gym anymore. And I have a picture of, of you uh, running across the gym floor with your hands over your ears, ducking. Right. <laughs> out of the way. I had to. <laughs> So I was freaking out. Everybody, rather than see yeah. saying, "All right, everybody, calm down," is you like running through the the, the melee with your hands over your head? Yeah, trying to find cover. Well, I I did have to get on the get on the microphone and go, "Okay, you know what, you guys, this is not expected, and this can be a liability. So let's put my whips away." <laughs> and let's get back to dancing because this is not covered by the Palma insurance. So yeah. <laughs> and some of us moved outside. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Know, that just was like it was just kinda of funny how it went to level. like it was. Very few people yeah. were doing the whip thing and then all of a sudden you look up and it's like the whole room was on fire doing whips. It was yeah. awesome. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, that was that was fun though. Even though it was like probably not the safest thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and the and the, and the sight of you of all people running ducking is what cracked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reckless bullwhippers. Yeah, exactly. Right? She's just like, Beginner yeah. bullwhippers is why I was ducking. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, and that, have was, a mer- that was a miracle. No one, no one actually yeah. hurt each other. That was stunning. <laughs> yeah, right. And half of them are probably saying, "Where's my husband now?" Right. <laughs> yeah, you said it. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, you know, we have, uh, I just want to uh, remind our listeners what they're listening yeah, yeah. to if they just tuned in. This is Dynamic Dojo with Ristita and Robert on Blog Talk Radio. We've got about 10 minutes left in our live feed. However, um, we will continue to be recording after our live feed goes off, and I'll be giving everyone a heads up when we go off a live feed. And you can listen to the full episode of this simulcast with the Justin Harvey show by clicking the same link that you got to the blog talk radio show marquee on. Just click it um, a little bit later on. So maybe like at 2 PM after 2 PM, you can um, actually click the link and listen to the full show after we go off the air. So anyway, let's continue. Uh, We're having such a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know you guys are going to laugh at this, but this is totally true. Uh, If you hear if you hear a vacuum in the background, it's completely real. My dad's getting ready to clean house, so don't be alarmed. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's not a fighter jet. <laughs> no. It's the yeah. vacuum technique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> vacuum frame. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, well, so, Justin, so you want to go ahead and ask a, a question? Uh, yeah, um... 
questions for you. Um, t- tell us uh, what interested you in uh, in Muay Thai because I hear that uh, one of the kicks that you can actually do in Muay Thai can actually cripple you completely. Well, it depends on how and where. Mu- Muay Thai was part of a a curriculum that was brought on by uh, my one of my gurus, Mark Stewart because he was studying with Dan Insanto. Within the Insanto Academy, you have the Muay Thai, the Silat, Kali, uh, Pan and Tukan, uh, Wing Chun, Jun Pan. You have all these arts. So the, he made it as part of the <clears throat> curriculum. Now, I've never studied the crippling techniques. And you're, you're right, with, with the, because they, they go through this whole body conditioning process, mm-hmm. of beating up their legs, with, you know, kicking trees, uh, beating their legs with sticks to make them harder. Uh, the Muay Thai is more of a a breaking down of the body, starting with, let's say, a, a cut kick. They don't kick with the instep like maybe mm-hmm. uh, a practice. They kick with the shin. Right. And if it and if it doesn't break something, it 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 sends you to the ground. If you get kicked with the shin to the thigh. Your legs going, oh crap! Oh, it's like getting hit with a baseball bat. It's yeah, like getting and, and they don't, bat. It's crazy. And they don't stop. They don't retract. They continue. That's mm-hmm. why when you see the Muay Thai fighters, if they miss, they'll continue to spin and turn around, and the legs shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's very devastating techniques with the elbows. Uh, and again, they don't just stop at the surface with any of their techniques. Mm-hmm. They're three feet, five feet beyond the technique by the time their hey. hand or elbow stops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no pulling any punches or kicks. There is none. Of no. You go straight no. to the target. No. no That's why I'm elbow, a, yeah. Their elbow is going to the ground. It, it's, yeah, you're done. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. That's that's why I'm a full supporter of, you know, like my students. I go, hey, you know what you should do? You should really take even just a few classes of Muay Thai down the road. Just go ahead and take a few classes because you'll, you'll, you'll get a different feel for these elbow and knee techniques. Yep. And yep. it'll, it'll mm-hmm. transfer through to what you're studying now. It's great. I'm a full supporter of Muay Thai, at least the Muay Thai mm-hmm. basics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, one, and one of the funniest things is to, to, to watch like a point fighter or somebody like that try to break a board because they're so used to pulling their punches and not, mm-hmm. and they don't go through the penetration. They hit the board to break it and almost break their hand. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're not going through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. application. Yeah, yep. I, I think yeah. things would have been different for me, Bob. I think I would have definitely tried uh, Muay Thai because that style, I seem to be, um, which I love all styles, but I seem to be more drawn to that style, mostly. Mm-hmm. So. It's, and, a, it's, uh, a, it's, it's a beautiful art. Oh, it is. And Justin, it definitely has uh, techniques and things that will work uh, for you, even though you mm-hmm. may be... May, may be uh, I'm trying to be PC here. You'll have to excuse me. You're in the sitting down position most of the time. Those elbows can be devastating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that makes sense, Bob, but I don't, I don't take offense to that, brother, because, you know, you're you're a friend of mine, and, 
And let, let, let's let's face it, there are advantages sometimes to being able to sit down all the time. So. <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I have a I have a question, and that is, um, you know, we're, we spend a lot of time in the in the positive aspects of our community, but there are some things um, that can really get under our skin. And I wanted to ask uh, both of you, and Aaron, please chime in too when they're done. Um, what is if you could change one thing in our martial arts community, uh, what would it be? Wow! Do so, you want to start off? Yeah, I'll I'll start off and. It's it's getting there. It's not as bad as when it was in the 60s and 70s. I would love to see a better, not better because it's coming along, but I really want to see more camaraderie, more support. Uh, whether you're, you're competition schools or not, support it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Help the community mm-hmm. grow and don't, don't stop it. Don't, don't go badmouth another instructor or, or, I've I've heard of people saying, oh, to, you know, call calling instructors and don't go to this guy's event. Uh, if you go to this guy's event, you can't come to mine. I'll ban you. From... We're we're all right. on the same team here. Treat each mm-hmm. other like you want to be treated. You know, and right. yet I, you know, don't and this whole wild west attitude showing up at some guy's school because he said something about you. You know, supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly. exactly. Yeah, you know, I yeah. heard there was somebody that was going to confront somebody at a party last night because they said something that wasn't true. It's like get it, you know, deal with it. Just get off it. Yeah, let, let's yeah. Like in the in the immortal words of the immortal uh, late Rodney King, can't we all just get along? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Gee whiz. And that's that's my uh, that's my thing too. Me and Bob share the same uh, desire to. If there's anything that we could change, that's it. And uh, before I get into that, uh, what's that? Oh, uh, before I get into that, I just want to remind our listeners we're going to be going off the air in about four minutes. But again, you can listen to the full version of the simulcast of Dynamic Dojo with the Justin Harvey Show by uh, clicking the same link that you are listening to. Just give us uh, give us until maybe after 1.30 or 2 p.m. Pacific time, and you can listen to the whole rest of the ending. Um, but with that said, um, it's, it, it's changing, changing that aspect that, that, that Bob was talking about isn't going to be easy because everyone has an ego. Some more healthy than others, and you know the if there's anything that you know that we hope this show and the Justin Harvey show can change is is that you know bringing together people as a community i i you know I keep mentioning this particular quote that I heard, but it 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 so applies there's this uh quote that I heard on the radio a few months ago, and uh the guy said, you know why politics exist? It's because the organization loses sight of the original vision of the founder of the organization. And that's why policy exists. And since, you know, all styles have a different, you know, outlook as to, you know, yeah. what their vision is, 
everyone mm-hmm. thinks that their vision is the vision that all other martial arts should follow. And right. that's nothing could be farther from the truth. And you know, that's mm-hmm. why me and Bob's that's why me and Bob started this show is is that we wanted to bring any and all arts out here from famous celebrities to the backyard dojo person to the white belt mm-hmm. because the white belt has mm-hmm. something to to offer to the martial arts community also. They're they're the future, right? So, you mm-hmm. know, if there's if we could just get if you know, that's something that, you know, we wish we could just get the whole martial arts community to just, you know, realize, like Bob said, that we're on the same team and to just, you know, yeah. appreciate that all of us are doing our arts for the same reasons, you know. It, the, the, I've, I've yet to meet someone that has a completely different reason than anybody else as to why they study their right. martial arts. Everyone's got the same type of reasons. Now, why they get into the martial arts is different, but, you know, mm-hmm. if they're really, truly dedicated, we all have the same reason, and that's for bettering ourselves and others and our community. That's it, you know? So right. why why is there, you know, all this, like, infighting so, and all this talking I, crap yeah, about dissension. people? Well, you know, yeah. I think it has to do with culture, too, though. Like, even within a dojo, and this is where it gets old-fashioned for me, my first mm-hmm. instructor was very much about it's a family-based dynamic. And when mm-hmm. I go to some martial art, um, you know, workshops, the uh, instructor will say, do it like this, and then as soon as they start doing it, their own black belts or their own instructors will do it in a different way. And in Western yeah. culture, it's just it's all about the individual and not about the collective. And mm-hmm. that is why in Western America we struggle. And then Westerners brought that same mentality to all the other places across the globe. And rather than there being harmony being the focus, it's always about dissent because we have this innate competition. And that innate mm-hmm. competition is now part of martial arts. And that's kind of disappointing because should be, we should be promoting each other and creating harmony. But even as right. like, a white belt or an orange belt or whatever, you can't even get two black belts in a studio, is my experience, to teach something the exact same way. And that right. makes it very difficult because then there's a infighting, if you will, even among the instructors within a single school. And mm-hmm. I just see that. And I think that's a big turnoff for a lot of people. And I think that's why a lot of people really don't go past, say, orange belt or blue belt or, you know, mid belt because right. it just starts to get too convoluted, you know, mm-hmm. and... You know, anyway, that's just my observation. It's all about, it's never about the collective. It's only about the most valuable player or whoever is the blah, blah best, you know. It's got to stop. Yeah. I agree with you guys. It's got to stop. But how do you do that when it's a belt system? You know, how do you how do you do that when there's there's actual competition to, you know, be recognized as an individual, right? Right. How, how do you, it's, a cha- it's a challenge. Well, I think another part of the problem is is that, you know, everyone has a different um, opinion of what their belt rank or their title represents. Mm-hmm. You know, like what sure. we were talking about earlier, you know, you've got people that will go into a restaurant saying, I'm a doctor, seat me first. You know what I mean? <laughs> over over all of these other people. I mean, the guy behind this doctor could be a Nobel Prize winner, but he doesn't know. He doesn't care. He, he, he's a doctor. Seat me first. You know, and... So I guess it all, you know, in my opinion, I think it also deals with, you know, how people perceive their own titles or their own belt rank or their own status. And it's mm-hmm. it's, it's got to stop. Got to stop. So. Well, thank you. Great discussion. 
Absolutely, Rosita. And I kind of wanted to add to that because at the end of the day, you know, they may have titles and, and this and that. Maybe they might be, you know, great martial artists, but at the end of the day, they're still human beings like us. So. Yeah, exactly. A title is only a label. That's the way I look at it. Right. Only a label. <laughs> That's but, it. Um, and it should only be a one-word title. Whether it is truly so cute, sensei, seafood. Yeah. You know, whatever may be your prominent art. Maybe it's guru. Maybe it's sensei. That's a very respectable title. I mean, when we had Bill Wallace on the show, he's like, when I was growing up in the arts, there was no master or grandmaster. It was sensei. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, and I just want to say before I uh, wrap up the show, Rosita and okay. Bob, I just wanted to say that I am honored and humbled that you kind of let me invade your show today to be on my show <laughs> because <Got you>. <laughs> where you guys because I I told Michelle after we got done airing I you know I said I hope I did a good job because like I felt out of my element a little bit being interviewed because I'm like what am I supposed to do now. You know, because right. I'm so used to not being in the hot seat, so I just thought I would return the favor. <laughs> yeah, we're, not used to being in the, we're not used to being in the hot seat either. <laughs> no, this is very true. Yeah, so, so now we're now we're even. So. There you go, there you go. But did you notice that me and Bob always steered it away from us? <laughs> yeah, we did, didn't we? You sure did. You sure did. We're going to have to have um, an episode two, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, right? Absolutely. My my door is always open to you guys. And for you guys, too. Definitely. For you guys, too. Definitely, let's do this again. (laughs) And and Rosita knows she can get a hold of me any time because I hardly ever sleep. Yeah, right? She can get a hold of me. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning, he's still awake. I'm like, dude, yeah. wait, what am I doing still awake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before I close the show, guys, um, you know, and each of you can have a turn and take as long as you need. Uh, what would be your closing closing statements for for the Justin Harvey show? Your turn, wow. Rusty, to start. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> this uh, this will go out to. Uh, this will go out to any practitioner of the martial arts. Uh, remember, you're always a student, student first, um, especially to the students out there, like the white belts and the low ranks and stuff like that. You know, keep training hard. Um, don't compare yourself to anyone else because martial arts should be um, a personal journey and uh, have fun doing it. And you, Bob. Uh, well, I just want to add to that, you know, stay humble. Uh, remember where your roots are. Remember what you were like as a white belt when you progressed through the ranks to black and, and you know, Shodan and, 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 and beyond. And uh, pay, pay attention and study hard, train hard. Uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And Aaron, how about Aaron? you? Well, you know, uh, train for knowledge. Not for belt, because if you train for mm-hmm. the knowledge, then the belt comes, yeah? That's right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about you, Michelle? What are your parting thoughts? 
Oh, well, it wasn't supposed to be so philosophical. I just, <laughs> I told you that's what I asked you guys. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> look, listen here, lady. I'm not a guest today, okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 um, no, I actually just asked him to ask you guys if you had anything, you know, that you'd like to say in closing. But um, those were all good thoughts. I mean... For me, it's stay true to yourself and um, learn more about one's value and your value within your organization and, and, and the arts that you train. And keep your word. That's really important these days. Don't take things personally because people are going to say stuff or you're going to hear versions of comments that were allegedly made. Just focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. Right on. Now, what Justin, about the, your, your closing thoughts. <laughs> what about the chief host of the Justin Harvey Show? Well, I, I just got to say, you know, this has been one heck of a show, and um, this one is definitely going in the history books, and I'd like to say to Bob, knock on wood, brother, that's all I got to say. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh God, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> does, that, does that make him a woodpecker? Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Oh my goodness! Now, I'm gonna now, have to now, now. I now I know where the term pecker came from. Yeah, yeah. woodpecker. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, me and Bob definitely. Oh, go ahead. Who was that? That was that Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Huh? What? What? I, what? What? <laughs> oh, I thought you said something about woodpeckers no. or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, hey, Rusty. Before we go off the air, let's bring Dan back. Oh, okay. All right. And Dan, you're joining us. Do you have any parting words for the show? Wow. It was a great show, for one. I've got to listen. It's nice not to be in the host and just get to listen to you guys talk. It's a really, it's a real treat. Um, <laughs> you know, it is. It really is a treat to be able to listen to the depth of knowledge on this show and the depth of passion for the martial arts that you guys have. It's really, it's really a treat. Um, I had a comment uh, based on the, the rank stuff you were talking about. Um, uh-huh. You know, the rank is truly between your, your instructor and the student. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll never see me use uh, the title I was given to me by my instructor. And, it, and like, in the Masters Hall of Fame, when I do signature blocks, it's damn heck. Mm-hmm. It's not punch can heck, because... That would be that was talking to somebody in my organization, uh, in mm-hmm. my martial arts organization, my students. I, I see a lot of people get hung up on that, and you know I am grandmaster, whoever, which really, right. you know, and I am impressed with their their accomplishments, but it has nothing to do with my organization, and mm-hmm. you know, I, we just need to, to fix that part of our ego a little bit, and, right. and more more in line with the holistic approach you guys are talking about. It was a great show, and I'm glad I was a part of it. Well, thank you for joining Beautiful. us. And this is going into our Dynamic Dojo history books as well for being the very first simulcast with another radio show. And, uh, yeah, definitely, let's uh, do this a little more often. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for being our guest co-host there, Aaron. Thanks for calling in, Hanshi Dan. And Bob, of course, one, uh, one great co-host. Awesome, awesome. Have a great day weekend everyone and we'll talk to everyone next time bye bye now cool everybody bye bye regina bye bye
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.